Oh, it's been a week. It's been a week. I know I missed you too. Tonight. Very special guest here tonight with me. We made this happen on the fly because I and Donnie, Donnie and I, we met recently over pizza. I ate the pizza, but like you helped me get the pizza. And now here you are today. We made this happen. I asked you there and you know, we, that's how we meet. And I knew who you were and you knew who I was. And let's just get started. Absolutely. <laughs> we met eyes across the, the dance floor and we figured it out, you know? Yeah, like, you saw the tattoo and I saw your tattoos and I was like, this is Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gucci. That's me. That's me, baby. <laughs> Please, everybody, give it up to the video sponsors today of this podcast. Today is brought to you by QuickRate.ca. www.quickrate.ca. Save $900 in 90 seconds you wore specific athletic gear for jiu-jitsu right correct yeah how much clothes could you buy for 900 dollars like buy a lot of rash shirts yeah. yeah so you can buy a lot of new shirts for yourself or maybe for your body at the gym 90 seconds that's all it's gonna take to get fully equipped with all you need to do is automotive, automotive, home, or home. Get that second opinion, quickrate.ca. Yanks Insurance Brokers right here in Thunder Bay, 905 Tungsten Street in the powerhouse where the Michael Aid is too and the Raphael's tailoring and Yanks Insurance Brokers, Inc. Everybody's in this building. Call now, 344-9 for your free second opinion or first opinion quote. Amazing customer service. I recently bought a vehicle. And I texted, no, I emailed Kyle and he emailed me back. And then I knew it's going to get done on time. And I had the papers when I picked up the car, just like that. I didn't need to follow up anything. They are the best. All my insurance is through them as well, as well. The studio is insured through Young's Insurance Brokers Inc. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Raphael's Tailoring. This is the picture Moed picked today. Is this his birthday today? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's like, boy, you amazing. Uh, his tailoring is open now for you. Four seven six zero six six nine. You can reach him there or go right by that powerhouse. Nine zero five Tungsten Street, Unit Three. Four seven six zero six six nine. If you have any questions about that zipper that broke on your pants or on your favorite spring rain jacket or your rain jacket suits for your kids. Or if you have a zipper on rubber boots, I don't know. You give him a call. He can fix all that for you. Ratings 5.0. Oh, 43 reviews. All just perfect. That says it all. Follow him now on Facebook and Instagram. You're going to get him on TikTok soon. This is episode of the podcast brought to you by... Hey, did you see that interview they did on TikTok with the Congress in the US? And they asked the CEO... Does TikTok access your home Wi-Fi network? I did not see that, but that sounds a little scary. <laughs> and then, yeah, but everything accesses your home network, right? Your mm -hmm. fridge does, if you have a smart fridge, your smart TV does. They need to access the Wi-Fi to have access to, we're gonna play that clip later. Mode will find it and then we go dive into that. Because it's really interesting how, you know, it's good that they have that open conversation, but also like we, it's not, there's not just one bad guy. Like the data is everywhere. Yeah. So we will, we dive into that later. I'm sorry. I'm just throwing this in there. Yeah. This episode of the podcast brought to you by White McGillivray, Lester, Injury Lawyers, and Agents of Good. They're ready here for you right now. The services are here. Oh, I like that little thing you had there, Maud. There, go on the service. Hey, let me take over for a second. Motor vehicle collisions, slip and falls, long-term disability, insurance disputes, injury lawyers, and agents of good. White McGillivray Lester, they have the block updated. Jeff Morley, still congratulations. I'm sure he's already working on the next case. Stay up to, to date on there. Recently, he has won the important income replacement benefit decision on TikTok. They released a new video today, as well as on Instagram. You might be able to find that mode if you did. There you go. What are attendant care benefits? I don't know. Injury lawyer in 15 seconds by White McGillivray Lester. Easy, accessible, 
and they presented to you right here. Any questions, your free consultation for personal injury, you can fill out now online at www.tbayinjurylaw.com slash contact or call 344-1000. And they are also a powerhouse, Mount Cumberland Street South. They're not yet in this building and they probably will never be because that building is so iconic. And I'm, maybe we have a podcast in there one day at that, that, that fireplace where we talk about injury law. All right, right, Jeff? Oh, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Frozen pizza. You can only not just get them in the winter, but also in the summer, all year round. Local ingredients. They actually built a specific factory, the frozen pizza manufacturing factory right here in Thunder Bay doing the COVID situation. Also, we have catering requests right on top of that page right now. Eatlocalpizza.com. Super easy. Click on there. And then does it work? Yes, it works. Of course, it's Eat Local Pizza. Pizza catering. What is this? Advertising? Should close that. No. <laughs> what are you doing? Not interested. Okay, we try not to show that ad again. Ad closed by Google. But here's Eat Local Pizza. Pizza and dips are best friends. Do you dip your pizza, Donnie? I'm definitely a pizza dipper. Absolutely. What's your favorite pizza? Probably like a honestly, I'm a I'm a very basic like pepperoni and cheese kind of guy. Like if it's nice. done like super super well, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I like using like ranch or like a nice creamy garlic dip. Ooh, you know? yeah, like Brooklyn, like a Brooklyn. Yeah, pizza? yeah, like a Brooklyn style. Yeah, yeah saucy. Get the big big pepperonis. Oh yeah. yeah or like saucy. a deep dish, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like a good. Nice deep dish is good too. Nice. Or you could try the baked potato pizza, still featured this March for another two couple days, three days, four days. It's a long month. Stay tuned for the new pizza in April, everybody. Are we good? Okay. Donnie, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? It's an honor. Thank, Thank you. you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Super excited. I know you told me about something coming up, and I read the post today on Instagram. Your, there's a separate account for your competition team that you're part of, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, we got leading edge comp team and then our regular leading edge MMA. Yeah, and you do you still think that's a new location or you settled in there now? I think we're like like full tilt now, settled in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got lots of plans for renovating and uh, like expanding the gym quite a bit. Oh, but. good. It's been, how long have you guys been there now? I feel like probably close to nine months. I mean, we might even be at a year now, actually. It's, mm -hmm. been, it's been a good, good portion now. Yeah. It's awesome. This uh, that's the that's the that's the thing, right? Brandon Bouts. Yep. Yes, sir. Submission only grappling. That's called the Quintet Challenge. Correct. Yeah. Tell me about this. So Quintet Brazilian Jiu Jitsu sub only. So we're gonna have two guys start. If um, two on two? No. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, one on one. So yeah. say you're on the other team. I'm on one team. Mm -hmm. We both have four people coming in after us. So. You and I start, if we go in the ring, you sub me, you stay in, and then you got to fight my next teammate. Oh. Or if we go the full five uh, minutes or whatever, yeah. we're both out, and then you it's just keep going. Yeah. 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 So it's exciting. It's going to be fun. Wow. First one I've ever been a part of. So you could choke them all out by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, whoever we have come out <laughs> first would be just run through them. I get a nice easy day at the office. I don't have to do anything. Right? <laughs> really? Yeah. You don't want to go in there? You want uh, I'm, to. I'm, I'm excited to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, to put on the showcase, right? It would be really nice if we could, we could like really put a put it on the team there. Okay, yeah. It's like it's unpredictable too, right? Yeah. Do yeah, you know your opponents? Um, we we like to do our research on our opponents. And yeah. Check them out, see like what they're kind of doing. They post uh, everything on Instagram, and you're like, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Like if you post anything on Instagram, you better believe that we're gonna be looking at it. Like, uh, <laughs> that's why. Um, uh, actually, my uh, our team captain Jesse told me not to talk too too much about the strategy because right. uh, you know, like we don't want to give out to wave. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, if they're watching me on this podcast, then we're already in their heads. We've already won, in my opinion. You know. Yeah. But we um yeah we got a good lineup here. We got uh, myself, purple belt uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Ryan is a uh, I want to say he's a brown belt now. Jesse's a brown belt, and then AJ and Brady are both purple belts as well. And then on their team, uh, the older fellow there, Chris Caden, black belt, Troy Stanley, I believe brown belt, Travis Ratcliffe, brown belt, uh, Joe Dirksen, former UFC fighter. And oh, wow. then uh, we don't know much about that in St. Laurent guy. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So we like to do our research. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Is, do you have respect for that? Like former UFC fighter? Does yeah. that does yeah, that a ton like, of respect? Yeah. Does that change you going into the competition, or does does it matter to you? No. Every every single time I go out, my opponent's always just it's me versus me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. That's what Fraser said too. You know yeah. Fraser. Uh, Morgan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Razor, yeah. Mm. yeah Razor, yeah. Fraser. Yeah, yeah, he taught me some mean leg locks, so he's my guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. He, he, he taught at your gym yeah. in, in the fall? Or I want to say it was summer? the fall, yeah. 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 But before we left the old space, he came to the gym to do a seminar, and it was uh, a really, really sweet armbar, actually. So Yeah, he drove in, and then he came on the podcast, and the next day he, called, he taught and had the course. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, Morgan's the best, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, when I started in the gym, I, I want to say I've been training for like seven and a half years now. Wow. Um, he had already left, but just through, you know, all the gym family, I've been able to like keep up with him. Like we talk back and forth here and there. Mm -hmm. He's awesome, dude. Yeah. He is a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Always competing, always winning. Uh, got his well-deserved black belt, I want to say like three months ago or so. Okay. So, yeah, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work in jiu-jitsu? Like, you know, when does your coach say that you're ready? Because it's the sport I know is very authentic because you can't fake your abilities. Yeah. You can say you're black belt, but as soon as you go against the real black belt, you're going to lose really badly. Yeah. Because everybody will see that you can't do it. I forget who said the famous quote, but somebody was like, uh, you can't lie to yourself on the mat. So like, that's where you really find out who you are. Mm. And in the sport, um, so it goes like for the belting system, it's not like karate or like taekwondo where there's like a million different belts. Yeah. It's just white, blue, purple, brown, and then black. And it takes the average person longer to get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu than it does to become a doctor. Wow. So I'm on year seven and a half. I've been a purple belt for like, six months i think like not even yeah and i spent about five years at blue belt i think wow so probably like another five i'll get my brown belt and then you know it doesn't get faster belt. though like in the end it, it can get faster it's like it just depends like um like it's such a wide variety of skill and everything right so like like i go into the gym and like i'll beat black belts in a roll right but that doesn't mean that i have the knowledge of a black belt okay so when you are advancing in your um uh like your grading and stuff kind of goes more so but like what can you do and how well can you teach it right mm. because you teach too yeah okay yeah me and uh mark perrier we uh we run the largest uh kids program of uh -huh. brazilian jiu-jitsu in the city right on we have like a hundred and i don't know 20 kids at this point i don't even know wow. like we have a lot of kids that we teach on a weekly basis and that's kind of like where i hone my own teaching ability because if i can teach a move to a seven-year-old ideally i can teach it to like a 30-year-old right mm -hmm. so. yeah do kids learn faster you find compared to like adults i think it, it all depends like some kids are super super bright they like just know how to move their body super well right and then like they'll pick it up super super quick and then mm. you know like you have kids i'm sure some of your kids are super uncoordinated right and like when you're six years old, sometimes you don't even know how to put like one foot in front of the other, right? Right. Is reflexes? Is reflexes important? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Like your athletic ability will help you a lot early in jujitsu, but less so when you start advancing because when the skill gets higher, the athleticism starts to not matter as much. Oh. So like jujitsu. It outclasses them. Yeah. Yeah. Like jujitsu is 95% mental. Wow. And then like that 5% of just making sure that you're not injured, making sure you can, you know, like still go like a full hard round. Right. How did you like, how do you know where to put your legs and everything? Like, I'm, I don't understand. I watched this video of you. Where is it? You, this looked like you wrestled that old guy. Uh, this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my, uh, that was my super fight. Um, where like, you know, where was it and tell me about it um so actually if you go to the next post after with my hand raised there i think there's a video yeah i want to see the video that's one though i was just on let me take this over more for a second yeah there you go yeah if you go to the next one there so this is the first 30 40 seconds of the match yeah you uh, he's gonna try to take you down you come back up yeah and then you end up getting him down so this guy was tough as hell um i this is one of my best chokes actually and 
Um, I'm sure you've heard of like an adrenaline dump through talking with like my teammates and stuff. Like I had a massive adrenaline dump immediately out the gates because he presented his neck to me like that. Yeah. And he gave me one of my best chokes and I couldn't finish it. So like right after this, my arms were like, like pool noodles. I couldn't move oh, them. Oh, wow. So I was forced to control him for a good portion of this because I believe we did six minutes. Wow. And you can see I turned his head purple. That's how hard I gave him a squeeze, right? Yeah, but he caught, like, why did he get out? Um, I didn't have it fully cinched in. And even though he was, like, gurgling, I just, uh, <sighs> I tried to, like, finish it with a high arm. And I didn't put my chin down, so he was able to kind of sneak his head out. Okay. And just, like, nerves and, like, uh, just the adrenaline kind of got to me. Like, I nine times out of ten, I finished that choke in training. Okay. But... And then I uh, ended up uh, sweeping him there to get on top. And you asked me, like, how do I know, like, where to put my legs and stuff? Yeah, how does that work? Um, hours and hours of time spent on the mats. You just develop the reflexes to make it, like, easy, I guess. And then you feel or you see what your opponent is doing? The I would way say he like, pulls on you or, like, the way he moves his leg, you know, you anticipate? Yeah, yeah. Like, when you get put in a position you know, a thousand times, you know that they're going to move their body one of like three ways. Okay. And then you kind of just will anticipate it. Like a lot of people, um, like when I'm training, like they'll notice them, like they'll be like, oh, you're not even like looking at the guy. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, I've been here a thousand times. Like I know like where he's going to be putting his arm and stuff. Mm. And it's just like it's muscle memory kind of at that point. Right. So it's like um, people always describe it as like chess, really. Um, so it's like, like I said, it's all mental, right? So, like, if I move a pawn one way, I know that you're going to come back with, like, you know, moving your pawn in another certain way or something like that. Yeah. But you can fake it, too. Yeah. yeah. You can, you know, you oh, I'm going to do this. But then you do something else. Yeah, misdirection is, like, one of my biggest assets I find in jiu-jitsu. Oh, that's is how you that, call it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll bait, like, my foot one way, and then I'll let you try and grab it the way I want it to, and then I'll, like, jump into something else, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, when you get to those higher levels, like, you follow, like, a system to try and make your opponent do what you want to do. Because, mm -hmm. like, it's, it's honestly harder to, like, grapple with an untrained person because they don't move their body how you expect them to. Interesting. So like I would have yeah because you don't anticipate it then anymore. yeah you can't yeah, yeah like it's it's harder for me to roll with like a white belt like a brand new white belt sometimes because like if I'm going with like a new blue belt or something they mm -hmm. know how to get up properly they know how to like move themselves properly yeah so I can anticipate like how they're you know like where their game plan is going whereas a white belt might just flop to the floor like a fish or something right and like you're like I don't know how to address this problem because <laughs> they're like they're not doing what I want them to do right so that's yeah. an iconic photo right there the fact that I landed on top after that is nuts <laughs> wow you threw him around yeah he's taking like that's my head on the bottom there going over you can see uh ryan my coach just screaming in the back there yeah somehow i was able to like roll through and uh that's how i actually hurt my knee um in the last one for that oh no yeah it was quite the uh quite the toss but i was able to roll through thankfully and uh finish on top so does it do you get points or do you just submission only so in most Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments and stuff, it's like a point-based system. Okay. Still. With with these uh, these super fights is what they call them. They're um uh, they're mainly just like sub-only events. Okay. So you have five minutes to try and make the other guy quit, basically. Mm -hmm. And then if it goes the full five minutes, sometimes they'll do like a um, what do they call it? like an overtime mm -hmm. where you start in an advantageous position and then you either sub the guy or like the guy gets out and then you switch oh, and wow, then really. Yeah, yeah. Is that how, who decides who has the advantage first? Um, I'm not actually sure how that part works, to be honest with you. The flip um, a coin? I would imagine something like that, yeah. Maybe like a quick little rock, paper, scissors or something. But That sounds like they're slapping each other's faces. When the guy who slaps first wins. Oh, yeah. You're talking slap fight? That is the <laughs> most entertaining shit. You like it? <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. You know what I mean? Like, Man. Yeah, like it's... I... Uh, uh, like I hate everything that that thing stands for, but it's just, I, it's like a car accident, you know, like you don't want to look away Yeah. and I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't watch the power slap finale and enjoyed every minute of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, even Arnold watched it too. Yeah. Arnold yeah. was in there. I don't know if he watched that one, but like I've seen him on social media watching it and he's like ice cold. He doesn't even, he doesn't blink. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is, uh. The most unsafe sport I think in the world. It's but, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, I don't think I feel like uh, you could probably get my my boy Devin Lowe's here to do that. I feel like he's a little crazy enough to do it. You would do it? I feel like he would if he paid him enough. Yeah. Yeah, but he wouldn't ditch. He wouldn't ditch his career for that. No, absolutely not. He's no. dead set on becoming the the best fighter in the world, and mm. he's got a good chance to. Uh, yeah, like these are brutal. Yeah, you can't show that on the big screen mode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's because that's they say the one who gets first to hit wins. I mean, in theory, if you're given a free shot on somebody, you should be able to put them down, mm -hmm. right? But, uh, like, it's, it's not that easy. It's insane that this is sanctioned, you know? Like, I know. Do you, so, in your case, if you get a disadvantage, and then your defense must be top notch. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is, there is attack and defense, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. In yeah. Jiu Jitsu? Yeah, there's always like certain parts of uh, like e every position has like certain things that you want to be focusing on. And like concept wise, like if you can connect your knee to your elbow, you can't get your guard pass right. Mm. Or like if you get somebody's arm away from their body, then you can start to attack a limb or like you can look to do like uh, uh, strangles or like chokes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it all kind of just comes down like like right here. That's uh, honestly, he's probably the best black belt in all of Ontario. That's Matt Thorburn. He was with us for a very long time, but he uh, he moved uh, recently, and uh, I, that guy like you could put him in the room with any single person, and I swear to God, he does that to everybody. Mm. He's uh, phenomenal because he's just such a um, mastermind and like a master of concepts. So like okay. like like what we talked about, like if I'm like rolling with somebody and like I'm trying to misdirect them or something, he's doing that to me all the time. Mm. Like he's just an absolute animal, and. Um, yeah, like powerful chokes and stuff like that. And like, you see how he has his, his shoulder underneath my arm. That's because I was able to get my elbow away from my body so that he can like work the arm up and then start to use it to choke me. Yeah. It's crazy. He doesn't even look at you either. No, no, head down. Doesn't care. That guy was the best. Yeah. There are rules in that combat though, right? Yeah. Where what is like not allowed? Um, so it's a full grappling based sport, right? So we're not allowed to strike each other at all. No like punches, kicks, knees, elbows, slaps, anything like that. Um, few like niche rules are like you can't like gouge the eyes. You can't like put your finger in somebody's mouth to turn them. Um, there's certain like submissions and like takedowns and throws and stuff that they don't generally let you do um, mm -hmm. at certain levels. Like the higher levels you go, the more you're allowed to. Um, like for my instance, like I'm an advanced, uh, practitioner. So all of my competitions, I'm allowed 95% of submissions. Um, uh, but like a beginner can't do something like a heel hook because it's, it's such a dangerous move. So like when you get at the higher levels and you've been around it more, you're able to like ideally control like a very dangerous submission. So we are, you know, like everybody who goes to these tournaments, 95% of us have to go to work the next day, right? So we don't want to be like blowing out our knees and stuff like that. Right. I talked to Fraser about that. Like he said, he, he just snaps it though. Yeah. In competition, you absolutely should. Yeah. Because, oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, it's like, would, would, I don't know if I want to ask that question, but like, would you hesitate? No, no. I've, unfortunately I have not, I, uh, I've, Unfortunately, I've hurt people before in the gym, like being newer to it and stuff where, you know, like you get, you get excited because you have like a higher belt or something like a sub and then like you jump on it and, yeah. you know, like that's how you like learn and stuff. But in competition, everything, in my opinion, goes right. Like, yeah, it's competition. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I hate calling them fights, but like, because like to me, a fight is like a full fledged, like punching knees, kicks, everything. But like, mm. we're still fighting each other just within a more tame role set yeah you know and it's like is it though i would say so because like we're not getting concussions for the most part right like we're not taking brain trauma right i mean it can happen like i've gotten like concussed during grappling matches because like we bonk heads or something like that okay. but the goal is to avoid that and like this particular martial art um but yeah i would say like like jump on any submission like if like and like fully put it on because like you you don't know what the other guy's going to do to you right? i know because he's not going to hesitate yeah. in competition yeah exactly yeah. in practice i totally see but no way yeah yeah you know when okay and you would even let go too because you know if you push it further in your case you would know something will happen yeah 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 and like i've been injured too like it's part of being a good training partner too is like knowing when you're caught mm -hmm. like i've 
unfortunately had like my arm like hurt really badly because I didn't tap to an arm bar that I had no chance of escaping right okay so it's like it's one of those things where, like you really have to be mindful and be like respectful of your training partners and stuff but like in competition you know like i don't want to rip anybody's knee apart but i'll, I'll do it right like if yeah. you're not gonna tap right like mm -hmm. it's one of those things so. but there's people though they don't tap though you know you yeah. you do your thing and you like you i don't know you break an arm yeah yeah and they don't tap though Yeah, yeah, those are the kind of guys you gotta put to sleep. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like anybody anybody can, you know, fight through the pain, right? But You think so? I think I think when the adrenaline's low and stuff, like I've seen people get their arms fully broken and like still win the match, right? That's like, crazy. Um, there's actually, uh, uh, actually, I don't know if you, if you can maybe pull it up or whatever, but mm -hmm. it's on uh, one FC. There's this guy named Mikey Musumeci. Okay. And he did this knee bar to this guy about like a month ago. Oh, wow. And the guy did not tap, and he had him in this knee bar, like, um, heel hook lock for about, honestly, like, probably like eight minutes of their 10-minute, like, uh, roll. And the guy couldn't walk after anything, didn't tap, wow. needs, like, extensive surgery on his entire knee and everything, right? Oh, no. Uh, the doctor said that it was, like, the equivalent of being in, like, a motorcycle accident. It's like, what happened to the guy's knee? Wow. Because he just didn't tap. Like, yeah, that, that uh, ban, ban Duran. So 10 minutes, unanimous decision. I don't know if there's like a highlight or anything, but it is an absolutely gruesome submission. Probably on YouTube, if you YouTube it, I don't want. Oh, right here, There yeah, yeah, look at this. This is my favorite leg lock and it is just, oh, look at his knee. Oh no. Oh, damn. Yeah, that is horrendous. And bear in mind, he held him in that for like eight minutes. Yeah. It's like a chicken, right? You know, when you, you butcher a chicken and you rip off the leg? Yeah. We talked about this like yeah. pre-show, like yeah. can you rip off a head? Yeah. Because you can pretty, you rip it. With your body, you are able to dislocate and damage the knee. But you, like, you you could you even break the leg too, I guess so, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's certain, uh, like, with how he's turning it here, he's really attacking the knee. So he's attacking all the joints and, like, uh, ligaments, ligaments, right? Yeah, it's terrible. If he, I, I think uh, he actually did it during the match too, where if he went, like, uh, full belly down and kept the guy's, um, uh, like, knee, like, uh, above his hips, he could have, like, broken the femur. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why they don't let you do leg locks until you get to an advanced level. That's really smart. Yeah. I like that because yeah. you don't know what you're doing, right? In the way you, you ease into it. Yeah. And you kind of earn your abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Like the more advanced you get, the more, I guess, dangerous you could say. Right. And then like in competition, you're allowed to do more dangerous things. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and with leg locks specifically, like. An arm bar, or like a kimura, stuff like that, like things that attack like your upper body, they hurt, and then like you're like, okay, like that's enough, like I want to tap. With a lot of leg locks, they don't really hurt; they just break. So it's like it's kind of like that fine line where like you don't oh, really wow. know the distance that like your body is going to be able to take, right? Mm. So I think that's like one of the biggest parts from why they don't want to do that. Oh, you don't? Why is that? You don't feel it? You said? Yeah, like I know, like myself with like a lot of leg locks, like you don't really feel how like um like the breaking point of it mm. particularly like i want to say like they don't hurt quite as bad as like a like a straight arm bar or something like you can see like when your arm my arm's not going to bend any further than this right? right but like with my leg i don't really know where that like uh tipping point is on where something's going to snap and yeah. like so that that's kind of like why they make it so it's like less um less uh sought after and stuff in like lower level tournaments and stuff like mm -hmm. they do their best to keep everybody safe like i said i get that yeah. bennett thompson says coach donnie audrina from your sunday bjj <laughs> class says hello hi audrina how you doing yeah i got uh i got so many kids man that uh like it, it's very fun and difficult for me to remember all their names and faces and i see names so, I'm I'm usually pretty good with names, yeah. yeah. Once I see them enough and stuff, so. I'm terrible with names. Yeah, I um like uh, the other day I was actually just like hanging out at uh, uh, Kelsey's doing like one of my uh, one like something for work, right? Like talking to uh, the manager, and then one of my kids came up behind me and was like, "Donnie, I'm like, oh my god, like you recognize me without a gi on? Like this is cool, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like, yeah, I am Coach Donnie. How you doing, buddy? Like, yeah, they look up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you it's, inspire them. 
Yeah, it's one of the, my favorite things about the gym. Like myself and Mark started the program like, I don't know, like five or six years ago now. And right. we've had so many kids come through. And then like, it, it's cool because it's like I've literally watched like little kids grow, grow from being like this big to being like a teenager, like taller than me, right? How old do you have to be to compete? To compete? Mm -hmm. That's a good question, actually. I think I feel like it's like seven. Really? So early? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's seven. I know some of our kids are younger, so I'm actually not too sure. Okay. Um, when it comes to like the role sets for kids and stuff, because of all their different skills, weights, heights, and all that, I, I take myself out of it. I don't, I can't, I can't think about any of that. That's and in competition, you roll against belts? Like you yeah. roll against the same class? Yes. Right? Yeah, you can't compete lower, but you can always compete higher. Okay. Um, so like... In standard rules, like I'm a purple belt, so I compete against purple belts. Mm -hmm. When we do stuff like this Nogi submission uh, series or whatever, they go by like um, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. So it kind of goes by like your years trained as opposed to like your actual belt level. Yeah. Because like there's some blue belts who have been like training since they were like six years old, right? And then by the time they hit 16, then they can get their blue belt and then they'll go against a black belt and they'll just destroy them, right? Like, uh, why so, is that? Um, I feel like when you start at such a young age and like you're dedicated, like all that muscle memory and stuff stays with you while you like grow. Right. Yeah. And like, they don't have the mileage of somebody like my, my age. Right. And plus it's also like they would be stronger too. Right. Yeah. Because they, if they train so early and they didn't get hurt, their bones must be stronger too. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you start anything at a young age, like your body's going to adapt to it. Right. And oh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that story of the uh, English longbow warriors in like mm -hmm. in the middle age. They were drawing like an impossible amount of draw weight and actually like they had thicker bones in the in the arm where they pulled. Okay. And they found that out because they were pulling over 120 pounds supposedly. And we had Connor on, he works at the Fort William uh, Historical Park there and he knew about this and it's just like fascinating was what early training can do to your body and how it changes the whole composition yeah yeah i can definitely see how that works right like i mean like if you want to get into like weightlifting or something right like the longer you do it the more you're going to develop all those muscle fibers and everything right mm -hmm. and like your bone density and stuff is going to grow and like like i started training when i was about 21 Everybody always says this when everybody wants to say like they wanted to start like younger or whatever. Yeah. Even myself at 21, that's still relatively young to begin training, right? Okay. And then like we have kids that are like, um, like 15 now that we've had since they were seven and like they're taking it to me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not fair. Like you have youth <laughs> on your side, you have puberty, yeah, getting yeah. you like endless energy. Yeah. 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 Like. Um, I, don't know, I feel like the younger you start, the better it is. The The hard thing for uh, like myself and Mark is just to keep them interested, right? Because kids have different yeah. different uh, like keep interests at all times, right? I know, it changes. Mm. Easy. But what a valuable skill to have, though. Mm. Because it makes you feel better about yourself. You feel more confident. And you know it also mentally, it makes you worth something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it gives you... a. Uh, an insane confidence boost and like i mean like when, when it comes to like our kids program our whole thing is like we don't want you to be bullied ever right like and something like this helps you you know stand up to bullies or like um um like it just makes you a more confident person that's something that we like we really like to press to the kids and stuff mm -hmm. and uh like we we've noticed it big time like we have kids like completely change like what we felt like the trajectory of their lives were going to be through coming to the it's gym, true. right? Yeah, hundred percent. Everybody's the same on the mat. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a doctor or if you're driving the garbage truck, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter because yeah. they all come together for the same purpose. Yeah, it's cool the people you meet in jujitsu, man. Like I have friends that like we have nothing in common except jujitsu, and they're some of my best friends, right? Right. Uh, Mark told me, you know, he hears a truck when he passes out, and then he comes back. When somebody chokes him out, I don't know if you're familiar with that. If so, yes, I've uh, told you that. So I've uh, I've been choked to sleep a couple of times. Actually, if you want, if you want to have a good laugh, you want to go uh, to my Instagram, go up, go to um, uh, the picture of me and Mark there, and then scroll through to the last video. So this is me. This is my last Lawson competition. Mm -hmm. um, I'm obviously not the guy on my back. 
and he ends up getting a cross collar choke and i start tapping on the wrong side of the referee oh no so you didn't see it oh yeah you're so, tapping there and i just fall right to sleep yeah uh, that was my last loss in competition um and then i've been put to sleep in the gym probably like seven times or something at this point honestly mm -hmm. um i feel like it's different every time like a oh, lot of the, interesting like sometimes like uh like the last time that i was put to sleep um apparently this choke is my kryptonite but one of my coaches put me in that choke and then i remember looking at the clock and i'm like oh there's 15 seconds left i'm gonna be all right and then i woke up to him rubbing my chest and he's like hey man you're all right and i'm like hearing like bells ringing and like I don't know, like an airplane or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing in my room? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, I know what happened. Like, you put me to sleep. Like, like you just legally killed me for like like yeah. 10 seconds, right? I'm fascinated uh, by that. Like, yeah. where does it come from? Like, why did Mark hear truck honking? Like, yeah. and you know, why do you hear bells? Yeah. It's, it's just like, I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. I feel like they should probably do some studies on it because like everybody knows that concussions are bad for you right that's why like football and like like hockey and then like like full-fledged mma gets like um some like critical um people like uh commenting on it and stuff right yeah. um because concussions are obviously bad for you but i can't imagine losing the blood flow to your brain is good either mm -hmm. in any sort of dose right but yeah but you pass out and then that's it though right yeah yeah because it comes back right away yeah yeah and i can't like it's not like you're taking like direct like blunt trauma right but. so the body the brain shuts down the body because it preserves itself in a way yeah right yeah so it's not it's not direct damage yeah i feel like like it's almost just like stopping and starting again right it's almost mm -hmm. like you click the reset button so i don't know I've, i don't feel like i've ever experienced any like ill effects from it mm. i'm sure in 30 years if they figure out something i'm gonna figure it out but yeah um but yeah no i've been i've been put to sleep a lot in training it's never really been i don't i don't lose sleep over it um pardon the pun <laughs> did you put dev to sleep <laughs> could i put dev to sleep mm. oh yeah yeah I, if dev's watching this i want him no i could put him to sleep for sure good yeah that's my boy yeah, he, um, he's got a nasty uh, Darce joke that he likes to do, and most of the time it's a crank. Mm -hmm. um, so it ends up hurting your neck more than anything. So okay. I don't think he's ever going to put me to sleep with that, but I'm sure he's going to want to try it out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's going to awesome. Thailand now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's going to go to Thailand. I believe Piotr Jan is going to be there um, okay. to help him train. He just uh, fought Murad Velshvili. Um, I want to say like last weekend or something like that. Mm. Crazy good fight. He's going to learn a lot from him. Okay, like kickboxing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tiger Muay Thai has got some of the best kickboxers in the world. So how come you specialized in jiu-jitsu? And like, how come you started with 21? Um, so I specialized in jiu-jitsu because I got tired of getting knocked out in training. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was never very good with my hands. Um, I When I started at 21, um, kind of just did it because like one of my best friends did it. He brought me to the gym. Like Mark? uh no actually a friend of mine named uh connor he okay. um he trains like on and off but uh like he ended up just bringing me to the gym one day um mm. and you know like growing up teenage boys we always fight no matter what you know like you wrestle in the backyard and yada 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like oh i feel like i can pretty good at this right and then started doing it in training i'm like oh like i'm actually pretty decent at this so okay. started doing that a lot um the first four years of my martial arts journey I did like everything, like uh, Muay Thai, kickboxing, um, boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, all of it. But the one that I really liked and like I was actually really good at was jujitsu. How come? I don't know. I feel like it's. Um, I feel like everybody is good at like certain aspects of it. You're never going to be great at everything, right? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like I got a good mind for it. Like, um, I'm a big nerd, play a lot of video games, mm -hmm. use my brain a lot. Okay. And like I said, it's like, it's like chess. It's like a mental game. So mm -hmm. I like, uh, but you need to be strong too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Being strong definitely helps. Right. Yeah. Like at the, at the highest level, um, of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, every single person's on steroids. Okay. Every single person is not it, like, <laughs> like their urine will melt a cup. Like that's, that's like the amount of gas that everybody's on. Uh, <laughs> just like the liver king yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like um uh i don't know maybe you could pull up gordon ryan on instagram he is one of the he, well he's number one he's the best uh uh but is he though like if he's on steroids 
I feel like when they're it's, all on it, it's a level playing field. Okay. So like, uh, I'm That's sure him. you, yeah. He yeah. drives a Jeep? Nice. So this is, uh, um, he's got like the like most foolproof uh, system in the game. Um, expert back takes, head and arm chokes, mm. leg locks, wrestling, everything. Like he's, if like, if you could get anybody to be like at the, upper echelon of like jujitsu you want them to be this guy okay and it's his story's funny because when he was like i don't know like 21 mm -hmm. he was like like your size okay. and then four years later he's suddenly 60 pounds heavier right. full of muscles like his <laughs> like his head's got muscles right and i mean everybody <laughs> knows why like look at him look at the size of this guy mm. and um yeah i mean he doesn't I, look like he's on steroids though no <laughs> I don't think so. No, you should see him when he's like in his competition prep. I wonder Maybe, if you could yeah, pull that up. Like, pull that up. Because he's like, how, how old is he now? Uh, he's younger than me. He's like twenty six, I think. Yeah. Okay. So he can still grow. Yeah. Yeah. He's still growing for sure. Yeah. He's. I I feel like I've heard him like like they're pretty open about like their their steroid use because like okay. everybody knows that they're all on I, it, right? Yeah, I feel like it's better if you do it than just admit it, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be like the liver king and deny it. I know. At least, yeah. you know, if you do it, then just say it. It's okay. But that's, that's your choice. He drives a nice Jeep, though. Mm -hmm. He's got some cool hair, too. I like that he dyes it gray. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's because, uh, I don't know, I feel like you're jealous of the hair, you know? Me? 100%. <laughs> I yeah. used to dye my hair platinum blonde. Wasn't a good look. Not on me. No? But... Yeah, you got to do the eyebrows, too, right? I feel like that would be the move, yeah. Yeah, when you got the beard like that, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Wow. So Lucas is rolling now too again, eh? More and yep. more? Yep. Yep, Lucas is back on the mats. We uh, we try and get him a couple of training sessions a week and like, awesome. just kind of like work our stuff. So That's good for him. Yeah. That's a funny picture. That's me. I, I feel like I got out of that choke. Mm. I think that's why I was giving the thumbs up. Uh, on Valentine's Day? Yep. Yeah. So how often do you train? Um, I don't really have like a set training schedule or anything because being uh being like a waiter as well, like my nights are like variant. So kind of like whenever I can. Yeah. I usually try and do about five days a week. Okay. Um, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's six. Kind of just depends. Like, mm -hmm. and I mean, like I'm I'm smart too. Like I don't want to hurt my body. So like, when I was starting, I didn't have a nighttime job or anything. So I was training like seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Mm -hmm. And my body broke down like quickly. So, okay. So I like to try and like maintain like somewhat physical health while I'm doing it. Like in something like this, you're always hurting from something. Okay. Um, so like I got bad knees, I got a bad shoulder, mm -hmm. neck hurts. You know, if I turn wrong in bed, like something hurts, you know, but, um, I try and like train, keep the skills up and like, like the intensity of the training varies too. Mm. So like some days, like for our competition prep that we're doing for the Saturday, um, we would do like really, really hard rounds for like the last three weeks. And then this week is just like super light, just got the body and blood flowing, you know? Yeah. Cause you gotta be smart with it, right? Like all combat sports are like, you know, they're violent in essence. So you're going to get hurt. And it's just something that we all kind of deal with, you know? Yeah. But you fell into it and you said it's you connected the most with it. Yeah. And why is that like, how do you feel about that with fighting? I know you said it's not like fighting, but I definitely think it's fighting. You say it's me against me, which I really like. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you feel? Like, why does it connect so much to you? I feel like it's like, like what we talked about, you can't lie to yourself, right? It's the most authentic art form, in my opinion. Mm, so um, you feel most alive? Yeah, yeah. Like, the adrenaline dumps and everything that I get from competing, like, it's um, euphoric in a way, I guess. You know? Yeah. It's a way for me to express something that I've been, you know, like I said, like, working five, six days a week on for the last eight years, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's my form of expression, which I really, really, like, enjoy, you know? Right. But you're so calm today. Yeah. Do you get like hyped up? I feel like. Or do you control I, your emotions? I usually control them pretty well. Okay. Like I don't usually try and get in my head too too much about the match because, like I said, if I'm like up at like three a.m. 
researching a guy that I'm going to be like competing against. I'm like, I feel like I've already lost, you know? Okay. Like, I don't want to be that in my head about it. Mm -hmm. And like, usually like, um, usually we have to drive like a good amount to like get to these places and stuff to compete. So I've got like eight hours of just thinking time while I'm going, Mm -hmm. listening to like music to kind of hype me up and stuff. And like, I don't really think about who I'm competing against as much as I just think about like what I want to do. Right. So. Okay. I find like in those UFC fights, you know, when they walk into the arena or if they walk into the ring, it sounds pretty weird, but like you can usually tell somehow I'm able to say, oh, this person, something doesn't seem right. Or this person looks very confident. Yeah. Or this person is overconfident. Like, you know, you seem to be able to read people. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't like... You can tell from the eyes a lot of the times how somebody's feeling and stuff, right? You can tell when somebody's okay. trying to fake like their own confidence and yeah. stuff like that. Like every single competition I have the like 10 minutes, five minutes before it, I'm full on anxious. I'm terrified. I half the time I literally don't want to go out there. Yeah. And then as soon as I step out there and like we slap hands, I'm like kind of feeling my element, I guess. Right. Because like everything else just gets blocked off. I just have this guy in front of me that I've got to try and beat, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like the more I think about it and stuff, the more, I don't know, like, anxious and things I become. So, like, every time I go to a competition and stuff, I'm usually, like, just hanging out, finding friends, do stuff with, right? Keep Enjoy busy. my time, play video games the night before. Like, I'm not really thinking about it too, too much. Yeah. And then, you know, like, the work is done in the weeks prior to it. So, like, the first, like, 30 minutes or whatever when I'm getting a good warm-up and stuff, that's when everything starts to kind of hit. Yes. Yeah, but you still stretch though too, right? Stretch, yeah. warm, cold. Do you have to make weight? No, you don't have to, right? Um, a lot of the times I do because okay. um, I usually compete about 10 times lighter than I currently am. Oh, wow. 10 times lighter? Or Sorry, 10 pounds lighter, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 10, like, 10, 10 times I have to cut off a couple legs, I think. But, yeah. I don't That's think good. I could compete after that. But, yeah. Yeah, so. It's I, just my head. <laughs> I feel like I got a big ass head, man. I don't know. I feel like my head probably weighs like a like a bantam weight, but yeah, that's so um, good. Oh wow! But, so you do have to cut weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Typically, so for this event coming up, um, we have like a team weight allowance, so okay. I don't have to cut any weight. Uh, okay. Like yeah. how much do five guys weigh together? Like five hundred pounds? No, uh, no. Six hundred, no. seven hundred. We're yeah, we're close to like eight hundred. The the okay. five of us, I think. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, like like typically I compete at like 170, mm. um, and I usually walk around like currently I'm like 178 ish or so. Okay, that's not five. Yeah, yeah, it's the problem is when it's like a same day win, so then I have like less time to recover from dehydrating myself and stuff like that. It's true. Uh, yeah, because they don't do it the day before. Yeah, yeah. Typically, jujitsu tournaments are like day of. Oh wow. Yeah, if I had a day before win, I'd probably compete at like 155, 160. Okay. But, I just, um, I like pizza too much, you know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really plan on doing that. that broken soon, pizza. But... Yeah. Liam says, Donnie would top Gordon EZ. Oh, yeah, I feel like I might be able to get, uh, I might be able to beat up Gordon Ryan with my flying triangle. There you go. Lucas says, Andre Galvao, Cyborg, a lot of those dudes are on the juice. Oh, yeah. All of <laughs> them are on the juice. Lucas knows. You missed the good class of flying triangles today, Donnie, Lucas says. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite move. Flying triangle. What is that? Um, so this reminds me of like Zelda, the Triforce or something. <laughs> I, I feel like it probably feels like that coming at people. But, yeah. <laughs> Let so, me show you my Triforce. A flying triangle. Um, you, you know what a triangle choke is, right? It's uh, one of the legs. Okay. Yeah. I guess I've seen it. So, uh, yeah, right here. This yeah, would be a just good... play that and put it on the on the other one. Don't put it on the big screen mode, please. Yeah. Yeah, so the flying triangle is like my favorite uh, move because it's flashy. I like flashy shit. Um, okay. I'm usually like, I mean, I have a I have a custom gi with my nickname on it, so I always bring my own sense yeah, of style. You have to tell me that story too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The fight nickname. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah. Let's watch this, and I'll get on the story for okay. you. Okay. All right. Uh, this so is my favorite move. There's two dudes, and then the one. Oh, you jump on him. Yeah. So he's doing like a guard pull here, and then. But um, you can only do that when he has a gi on, eh? I don't. No, I, you hack him. I um I typically like if I get like a deep overhook on somebody, I'll mm-hmm. usually do a um 
an Ujimada, which is like a it's like a hip toss kind of thing. Okay. So it makes him off balance, and then I'll shoot my legs up, like I'm assuming he's about to do here. Okay, starches. So you see how he keeps creeping his legs up higher? Yeah. So what he's trying to do is pull one arm close to him while getting the other arm away from the guy, uh -huh. and then throwing his legs up so one's on his neck and one's on um on his like armpit shoulder. Oh wow. How high can you jump on somebody? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because a lot of the times when somebody's trying to take you down, they're already trying to lift you. Mm. So you just kind of go with it. It's super risky um, because, you know, people can slam you and stuff. But yeah. if you're good at it and you make your angles and you know how to fall properly, there it's you not go. too bad. Yeah. So that's my favorite move right there. Interesting. And you can't get out of it? I'm sure you could get out of it. Um, like, I mean realistically if the guy's strong enough he can just drop me on my head there okay so like i said super risky but there's a lot of style to it that's why i like it so you would like take you and then smack you away yeah yeah, yeah that's allowed um in most tournaments no okay um i don't believe we can slam each other in this competition coming up so i'm mm -hmm. definitely thinking about trying that okay <laughs> so you want to hear the gucci story huh yeah please tell me i'm super excited so um like i said i do enjoy my sense of style and everything and um training wise i never owned like a rash guard or anything mm. so i always just wore like literally like nike um like all black nike like right. sweat suits blah blah that kind of stuff and um one day i'm like at movati and one of my coaches sees me and i've got like nike air forces on i've got like uh beats by dre gold black on and he's just like oh what the hell is going on how you doing gucci and he starts like like uh roasting me for like my sense of style and then everybody started calling me Gucci, and I'm like, I kind of like it, you know. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't get to pick your nickname, so no, you don't. No, I take it. I like it. I got it on my back for my gi, and um, should probably look at making some rash guards with it on it too. Actually, mm, right. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I it's like a good that. nickname. I think yeah. it really encompasses me. I think I got a good sense of style and everything, right? So yeah, why is that important to you? I feel like it's just me. Like I'm just able to be me. Self care. I like, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense, right? Like, plus you like, you value yourself. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who knows me knows I got uh, I got a certain flair to me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm an acquired taste, is what I tell people. But I you think know, that's important. I'm always unequivocally and unapologetically me. You know. Yeah, but Nike's not Gucci. No, no, Nike's not Gucci. We got to upgrade that. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'll make it big one day, and then uh, uh, then Gucci will start making rash guards and geese for me. Yeah, but, pull up Gucci on Instagram. More. And let's check out the latest drop for the spring if they did. They must have dropped it already. No, like on Instagram. More it, please. <laughs> oh, so bright. There we go. The watch game? You play we have watches? I like my watch, yeah. Okay. I got Belova. Oh, that's nice. What I'll upgrade to the Gucci. Yeah. You like this one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like nice things. Anything shiny. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. The stones in there? How I don't even is... I don't even want to think about how expensive that thing is. How is that? How much is that? They don't have a link? The diamond studded star. <laughs> Hours flying. If you have to ask, you can't afford it, right? I think, that, I think that's is the that, branding that's the rule? Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. I have my Samsung watch, I'm good. Those things are helpful. Can you look up how much it is? Just drop the name in the chat, and then we get we're gonna look at this one there. The 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 coat. Do you have a trench coat? Uh, I've got like a pea coat. Nice. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. a nice pea coat. Okay, what color? Black. Okay, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they don't have it even. It's sold out. More well, bought them all. Two grand. That's not too bad. So it was two grand. Yeah, that's like, I don't know, seven seven fights. Yeah. Hopefully, actually, probably way more. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so you what? a watch guy? You collect watches? Uh, Lisa would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. feel like if the number's over five, then yeah, you're probably watching. I have like my old, my old running watch from Garmin. It's like a piece of plastic. That's the Forerunner 235. I have an Apple Watch because I used to be on iOS, but I switched to Samsung. So I have a Samsung watch. And then I have the Garmin Phoenix 5X for like training. 
But you know, I got my tattoo recently on this arm, and I took I couldn't wear the watch for a while, and I've been training now without a watch, and I like it. You ever think about using those like uh, you ever see those like heart rate like band kind of things? Or yeah, they they're probably really good for training. But I'm in the phase right now where I feel I can I can learn more about my body if I listen to it instead of all relying all on all this data that's keeping getting thrown at me nonstop. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's like, almost like when you fight, you know, you don't have motion sensors, but you can feel your body. Yeah, you become more aware of your training. I, I can do it by myself because I have maybe I have a lot of running experience, but I feel better about it. And I don't just always want to I feel liberated. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when you can take like your mind and control over your own body and you can kind of gauge how things are feeling and, yeah, you know, like it's more uh, liberating and you feel more in touch with yourself, I feel. I feel my I feel my pace. I know where I am. I know where my heart is because uh, for my experience. And then, you know, I like it. And I've been doing, I stopped, I started working my legs out now. It's my weakest part. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, <laughs> we had to do, uh, one of our kids today, we, we were putting them through like a boot camp thing or whatever. Yeah. And like, listen, I can roll with like fully grown men for like two hours straight. No problem. Mm. We had to do like squats for like a minute. Yeah. I couldn't do the minute. I like, know. it's, it's weird how like your body just doesn't want to do certain things. Right. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm doing squats now every day. That's smart. Yeah, because I, I like I have to catch up so much. I'm training for a hundred mile race, twenty four hours in June the twenty fifth. Mm -hmm. So I'm just I'm in the face of like stepping up my game, not to run too much, upper body, and then the legs. That's smart. Yeah, I I really got to get back into weight training. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it in quite some time. It must it, be so beneficial for you. It would definitely be beneficial, but. Um, for somebody like me who works like a full-time job and then like a nighttime job and then I'm teaching and then training. It's crazy. It's like, where do oh, I fit wow. in the you time? Oh, wow. You do it all, eh? This yeah. much? I didn't know. Yeah. So like in my, like when I do have time, it's like, I'd rather go and train jujitsu than go and try and bench 200 pounds, you know? Yeah, I get that. And I feel like it would be way more beneficial if I did. I probably wouldn't feel as broken down as I do. Mm -hmm. But That's how I thought about running. I would run every day, but now I don't do that anymore. I run like every second day. And then I rotate the training through because then, you know, I am, I'm able to balance it. And I don't know if it's better, but I feel like it's going to make a difference. I feel like everything in moderation, including moderation, right? Mm. Like you can't like, there's definitely days where like, I don't want to go to training. I'm like, I'm sore. My back hurts like, but I know I have to do it. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that's like when you do get hurt or like when you start to get that burnout, right? And then, you know, you need to take a break, go find something else, go do some bicep curls, right? Like, yeah, after that, but for the podcast, I can, you know, I work on it every night when the kids are in bed and Lisa's like, I have an hour maybe, and you know, I do promos, but it's just like sometimes and I feel it, I don't want to do it. It's too much then. That's where the discipline from like the martial arts comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you sometimes just put your head down, you know, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. You have to do it. But you have to right yeah. and that's where that's where you're really going to make like your gains i feel it's like those days that you really don't want to train and you know you're sore or whatever you know you take a light day you do it you know smart those are the days where we're going to get way better because the people that don't do it they're going to fall off the wagon right it's yeah. true yeah but there's always somebody who trains harder than you always yeah. always that's there's... motivation for me mm. for there's always somebody who's better than you Always, yeah. No matter what, like in in all all aspects of something, right? Right, yeah. And I've, there's like a quote or something that's like, uh, like death taxes and fish being afraid. And it's like, why are fish afraid? It's because there's always a bigger fish, right? right? They're always afraid because there's always something that's going to eat them. Yeah, survival. Yeah, and yeah. something like the martial arts. You know, you live in that survival mode. You think about it. It's true. That's kind of your motivation, right? Yeah, yeah. I honestly think it's not you against you. Mm. If like if you go in the ring, you mm -hmm. still you still compete against the other person too. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely putting on your skills against somebody else, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, it's I, just mental. I know? think you can beat yourself, mm. but you can beat the other person too. Yeah, you know, I think that like I get what you mean, and I think it's really liberating again because if I if I race and run, I would only compete against myself nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, because if I do compete against somebody else, I don't stick to truly myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like when you're competing, like 
I feel like competing with against somebody else and everything, right, is super, super good. For me, just, like, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, like, like my biggest fear when I go into, like, a tournament or, like, a competition or anything is just not living up to my own potential. Right. Like, losing, losing happens. My my smooth comp record is, like, 13 and 5 or something like that. I've got five losses, three of them to the same guy, actually. Okay. That guy just has my number, you know? Jesse? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, I've never had to compete with him. <laughs> if I had to compete with him when I was, like, 23, oh, man, that would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, like your losses, losses are good. Losses don't define you. Losses are learning experiences, right? Yeah. So like losses make you stronger. Yeah. And that they are the only thing that make you stronger. Winning makes you lose. Yeah. When, when you are faced with like failure, you can either like back down, right. Or you can use that to figure out like, okay, where did I go wrong? Right. You're going to be the strongest you ever will be if you keep failing. Yeah. And you use it. And then you be the winner, but then you have to stay on top. Yeah, and then that's the hardest part is, mm. you know, staying on top. Because there's, a, uh, I think it was George Foreman or somebody said, it's like, it's hard to wake up and run at four in the morning when you're waking up in silk sheets, right? Because you've made it. If right. you're waking up in I silk know. sheets. And I like, can take the fucking day off. Yeah, why would I want to go up and, you know, why would I want to wake up at 4 a.m.? And then you got some hungry killer that's 23 and he's waking up he's at there. that 2 a.m. to go run. Yeah. And then he's going back to run and, mm -hmm. like, lift and everything, right? So Yeah. Were you surprised that Usman lost again? No, actually. I was, uh, I picked Leon Edwards in the second fight. He okay. did not make it look uh, easy when he, uh, when he was lost, like, losing every round, right? But third fight, he definitely, like, put it on him. He definitely demonstrated that, you know, the moment wasn't too, too big for him. Yeah. He was able to, like, work his whole game. And I feel like it's a combination of Leon fought his best and Kamaru's slowing down. Yeah, I saw that's the moment when they walked in the arena. Usman had the phone in his hand and was like, I was like, why do you have your phone in your hand? And then the other guy, he walked in, and you know he he had a game face on, mm -hmm. and that where that's where I thought, okay, that's how it's gonna go. I didn't even watch it. Yeah. And then I might have been wrong, but like I I really think you can see it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell by somebody's energy, right? Moving into a competition, it's mm -hmm. it, like like we said, right? Like you can't lie out there. No. And like if your head's not fully in it, your head's gonna be getting taken off. But, but you can be lucky. You can definitely get lucky. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Lucas says, let's go lift, Donnie. No. <laughs> no. I refuse. If it's not bicep curls or bench press, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, pull up. Pull ups. Pull ups. I can probably do like five, probably. That's good. I feel like five is pretty pretty good for a 178 pound dude who okay. never lifts a finger for anything. <laughs> yeah, I love pull ups. Yeah? Yeah, I like compound exercises. Yeah. What's your favorite exercise? Probably pull ups then. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's bicep curls, clearly. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only it's the only part I ever work on. You, you know what the best armbar defense is? No. Biceps? Big biceps. That's yeah. <laughs> no. why I'm impossible to armbar. Just don't tell my teammate Brady Doug in that because he's gonna take my arm home with him again. Uh, That's good. Okay, let's talk about the bra. event one more time. Let's pull this up on Instagram. Rose bra. Rose uh that's what Lucas says. I don't know what that means. Go oh, he wants to, to do the... rose, that's what he wants to okay. do. Okay. Jit specific lips. Nah. <laughs> nah. He can lift you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back to the Instagram, please, Maud. And let's pull up the competition there. One more go. Brandon Bouts. That is where's in Brandon? Where is it? Uh yep, yeah, it's in Brandon, Manitoba. Um, I think they have like some um like venue booked for it. Okay. So we're gonna have like a stage and then like all the seats and stuff so you can like view a stage, probably like um I'm a, I'm picturing like an auditorium kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or like a high school gym kind of thing. Where like we're hopefully on an elevated stage or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, found out today that unfortunately it's not going to be streamed, but I will be getting a full video of it afterwards. Oh, so I can good. clip stuff and put it up on the socials. Um, tickets are on the um, Whamma uh, Instagram, I believe, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they're pretty close to being sold out, but if you can make the trip up on... Friday, Saturday, come check it out, man. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be some fireworks. Did you apply to it, or did you were you asked to compete? Um, so I actually applied for a singles match on this card. Okay. And I was told that I couldn't get a match, so I took that as nobody wanted to fight me. <laughs> Which is just you know, that's just me being fun here. But 
um, because I had applied for a singles match and my team had a chance to do the quintet. We're like, okay, well, like, let's just put me in the quintet. Like, okay. So we got five of our best guys um, competing against five of the best guys from Manitoba. That's super cool. Yeah, I mean, they got a former UFC fighter on their team, so that's going to be fun. Who are you going to fight first? Do you know? We no. don't actually know. That's all tap. Okay. Yeah, don't, okay. yeah. We're, uh, we actually, I would love to know who they have coming out for me, but okay. I kind of just have to mentally prepare for each guy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I uh, I really hope that I could get to share the uh, share the mat with Joe Dirksen, though. Okay. Former UFC fighter, and lots of respect for that guy, and he's going to, I'm sure he's going to come and take it to us. He might be like 40 six or something like that but mm. you know that that muscle memory and those years and experience that doesn't go away okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay good very excited we're gonna put the links in the description below we are a little bit over the hour donnie yeah if you're good we're gonna take us off the air donnie lifts us all up Duke us oh you're so sweet <laughs> thanks buddy that's that's my homie there yeah I'm he's a good guy send him the heart on the on the hard cam here yeah <laughs> drop a heart for lucas in the chat there boys please <laughs> Send him an air hug. Send it. <laughs> Lucas needs as much love as he can get. Come on. I know. It's a good That's guy. my boy. There you go. Oh. Okay, good. Everybody, Donnie and his team leading Edge competing this Saturday. Yep. In Brandon. Stay tuned on social media for updates and the stories and how it's all gonna go. And I really appreciate you being here tonight and you know helping everybody to get to know this beautiful event and your story absolutely thank you very much for having me here my friend um hopefully uh next time i'm on we can talk about our victory uh, yeah 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 we're bringing you all five of you in that would be sweet and then we talk about like how you guys choked all the other guys out ideally that's what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> because it's choke only right uh choke arm bars whatever all submission. okay okay, yeah, okay yeah. all yeah. submissions so hopefully yeah. i take somebody's leg home with me okay but we'll see yeah good that's i love that Everybody have a wonderful night. This is the Michael A. We're going to be back on Wednesday, everybody. Until then, buggy choke him, Donnie. <laughs> That's what we're gaming for. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Sweet. There you go. That's it.